Hi, we're Katie, Jessica, and Shannon, and this is Boy Problems Podcast, a community focused on supporting families navigating substance use disorder. We hope sharing our stories, introducing you to experts, and answering all the questions you have no one else to ask will help you better navigate your story. Through our partners' recoveries, we found each other and formed our own squad, one we know is so valuable to how we manage this disease in our relationships. So we started bringing a microphone to our hangouts to extend our conversations to others just like us. When you're here, you're not alone. If you're listening, you probably know we met at a family support group and our bonds have grown stronger through sharing our stories and supporting each other. When we think about the thing that's helped us most, it's that. So we'd like to extend that community to you. If you're feeling like no one understands what you're dealing with, or you're looking for a community of like-minded individuals, consider joining our virtual support group. For details, visit us at recovering2.com. We know what you're going through, and we're here to help. We're Recovering Too. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast. We have an episode today about mental health. Uh, We were going to talk about this a while ago, uh, like back in may and uh jessica uh we're gonna explore it today uh but jessica uh was going through something and so we decided at that point that it wasn't appropriate to talk about mental health and so today uh we're gonna talk about mental health because it's so important to all of us so welcome on the journey yeah yeah we should probably say I, i mean i'm fine i was just going through like an anxiety episode that lasted a while and i just wasn't in the right mental space to like also explain it while trying to survive it so yeah but now now we can talk about it well and I remember in the moment because it was like day of you're like I don't think I can talk about this and so Katie and I were like oh shoot we got to figure out something to talk about and we're like oh it just it'd be really like so much simpler if we could just keep keep this episode and stick with what we had originally planned then it was like well that probably is just so wrong to be like Okay, we're going to talk about mental health health at the detriment to your own mental health. So that was the best that we uh, awaited and can talk about it now. Yeah. I mean, uh, thank you for um, that (laughs) grace there. (laughs) But I think, I mean, I'm glad, I'm happy to talk about it. I, I, if I could have talked about it at the time, I would have, but um, I just think it's a really interesting thing to share, especially in the context of recovery because I think so many of us probably feel like depression and anxiety or maybe even other mental health things as either a result of what we're going through or it just kind of exacerbates what's already there so yeah happy to to share well to start I guess do you feel comfortable sharing like what you would consider like your like diagnosis to be Yeah. So I have, um, generalized anxiety disorder and I also have panic disorder, um, sometimes, but I have generalized anxiety, like all the time, something I feel every day, you know, it's like different variations of it. Um, but when it's really hard to manage is also when I'm like, do like struggling with both anxiety and panic. Um, 
So yeah, that's my official diagnosis. I'm currently not on medication. So that's something that's changed recently for me. Well, I guess in April. So right before this happened. Um, but yeah, that's what I have. When did you like first realize this? That I had anxiety? Yeah. Like, is it something you've dealt with like all, all your life or at what point then were you officially like, oh, okay, this is, this is what it is. Um, great question. So I didn't know I had anxiety or I had anything like this at all until I would say, um, okay, very recently I got like my official diagnosis. <laughs> like I would say, um, within the last four years. So when I started, Sue has been on our podcast a few times, our counselor. And um, the first time I went to Sue, I kind of, it was our first meeting and I was telling her kind of why I was looking for a new counselor and like what I was wanting and kind of the things like my history and things I dealt with. And she was like, this is some severe anxiety. And I was like, wait, you think I have anxiety? And it was the first time someone had been like, this is like significant anxiety. Um, and from there, then I, you know, went to my doctor and like figured things out. Um, so it was relatively recently, but I have now that I kind of have identified what anxiety looks like for me, I can look back and it's like, oh, I've been dealing with this since elementary school. And uh, my parents just didn't know what it was so for me in extreme anxiety I stop eating it's like something I just can't do it's it makes me I feel sick and nauseous all the time when my anxiety is at its worst and that started in fourth grade um my I don't I don't really remember it but um my mom after I had another episode like this in my early 20s and um when we figured out that that was anxiety, my mom had said, oh, this is exactly like when you were in fourth grade, you did the same thing. I wouldn't eat and um, I was losing a bunch of weight. And my mom kept taking me to all these different like child uh, specialists to see what was wrong with me. And like, nothing was wrong. Um, eventually it just passed. And um, something like a, a severe event like that didn't happen again until um Casey had gone into recovery and the second episode I had like that was around that time uh, some you guys probably remember <laughs> um it was like right after he went into recovery and things were really up and down the same thing happened I I lost like 50 pounds in three months and um yeah, I don't that. So there are episodes of where it's like really extreme. Um, and looking back, you know, I see those things are glaringly obvious now. At the time, I did not know it was anxiety. So, especially the the one in my early twenties, I I just didn't mid twenties, whatever my twenties, I didn't really know what it was, and I just kind of thought like. I'm sick. Like something's wrong with me. You know, I was going to like a naturopathic doctor. Like I was like, what the hell is wrong? Cause my regular doctor's like, you're perfectly fine. And I was like, I'm not fucking perfectly fine. Like there's something wrong with me. Um, but my labs were coming back fine. So then I was searching for other things and I was just stressed the fuck out, man. And I didn't know what to do to take care of myself. 
um, that resolved on its own. And I still didn't really attribute it to anxiety until I went to the emergency room. And I was going to the emergency room like once every four months as a very healthy person. Like I was training for a mini marathon and went to the emergency room and they're like, you're the healthiest person that's been in here in months. Like I, nothing's wrong with you. And it's like, no, I was having a panic attack, but like, I didn't know that. Um, so that happened a lot. Like I, I, it would just be very normal for me to go to the emergency room twice a year. <laughs> I just didn't know, you know. Is that where the panic disorder comes in then? Like, yeah. So yes. So that's a good question. So panic happens like when I get really, really overwhelmed, like there's too much stimulus. There's too much, like there are too many external things. Like I have this baseline where I'm thinking about things all of the time. Like every day I just have a hard time turning my brain off. Um, I also have a very like slight like OCD, but I don't have like a compulsion. I just basically have obsessive thoughts. Um, so that can happen. I can fixate, I'll fixate on subjects. Uh, you guys probably know this about me too, but I'll fixate on subjects like aliens or space or uh, um, it's just how my brain works. And I, I explore each of these things very deeply, but sometimes these things are really negative, like health. And like, like um, I can get really honed in to um, like uh, the way my body feels. Like I can feel my body in a way that probably most people can't. And it sounds really like woo woo, but it's true. And like, I'll notice the slightest differences in my body. And so then it's like, oh, my left toe hurts today. Like Google, Google, what does that mean? Like I fixate on these little, little things, but they compound and add up. And so that's like my baseline. That's just everyday shit. So anytime like there's an excessive amount of external pressure on top of that, I get like very panicky and it's like, it feels, I'm, I'm still learning like my triggers and the signs that it's coming, but it's like, it's a building process where the stuff just kind of like mounds up and um, there comes a point where it just feels like all of it like falls and I just feel the physical symptoms of like, it's your fight or flight response, you know? It's like, I feel very deeply something bad is happening to me and my heart rate will be very increased. It will be really difficult to like relax. I can't get calm. Like my body will be so tense and I don't eat. I feel nauseous. I feel like I have all of this stuff happening. And it feels very much like I'm being attacked. Um, yeah, it was really exhausting. So that happens. And then there's inevitably that probably lasts at most like that, like top part of it um, probably lasts at at most about 24 hours and then there's this giant come down so I view it like as this hill so it's like all the stuff building up you feel the panic and the chaos and you feel um all the physical stuff that goes with that and then you come down and that's my cycle um did I answer your question yeah no I think you did a, okay. a really good job of like explaining it in a way where people can also like visualize and understand. Cause I think that's the challenge for those who 
you know, can't necessarily relate. Like, I think everybody has some sort of anxiety or like anxious moments at times, but it's, it's different when it's pretty much like all the time or that general anxiety. And so like some people may be like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I get anxious here and there, but like, Mm-hmm. We don't know how to relate to when somebody has like an anxiety attack or a panic attack. Like, what does that mean? What does that feel like? Um, so I, I think you did a good job of like describing it Cool. at least for how you experience it. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't, this is not something I've like talked to other people about. I don't know if that's like par for the course. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how it typically occurs for me. Um, yeah, but we can kind of go from there. What other questions? Yeah, I will, I will say just as a person who I, I do not believe that I have anxiety. Um, and so it has been very eye-opening to be your friend, uh, because of some of these things that you, um, experience and tell me about. And mm-hmm. so I, re- like one of the things, like, I don't like a hundred percent get it, but I remember one time, um, you called me and it was like a weird time that you called me and I was about to get a massage, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm home with the baby mm-hmm. and I am free. You remember this, but I think, but I think it, because it seems to me, it seems so silly what you were saying, but I understand mm-hmm. that it is like an anxiety. Like she was panicking that she was going to die. If she ate anything or even took a sip of water was making her vomit because she was so paranoid that she was yeah. alone with her, her young baby son, that she was going to be dead um and die and the baby was going to be at home by himself and you like there was nothing I could say on the phone to you that was like calming you down like there was no there was nothing and I couldn't get to you and like nobody else could get to you at that time but like you wouldn't even take a sip of water and you were vomiting when you did because you were so afraid you were going to die from choking on the water that's crazy and then I forget this stuff So like, I forgot that happened, but there was, um, like I said, this is kind of cyclical for me. And like the things I get really anxious about change. Um, and so the, um, like at the beginning, I used to think like, oh, I'm only afraid of open water. Like that was a thing for a minute. Um, and then I like, it's just weird. Like I used to be afraid of like being in the ocean because there's just so much shit in there. Number one. Um, and we, I went on a cruise with my husband. This is when we were first dating and I could not go snorkeling. I couldn't fucking do it. I ruined a whole excursion. And then after that, like two years later for our honeymoon, we went to Mexico and the, when I knew we were going to Mexico and I knew we were going snorkeling again, it took me like a, like literally 18 months of hyping myself up and like getting over this fear to actually snorkel. I ended up doing it. It was a great time. It was really, really fun. Um, but I used to think that it was just like this one thing. And then I needed to like, get over it. Like exposure has always been like my method of like getting through it. Well, that worked for a while on like the little shit, but then there's like real stuff that like you can't expose yourself to like what you're just said. Like I used to be afraid when I had a new baby that something was going to happen to me because I was home with him alone a lot, like especially at the beginning when he was really little and um, I used to be so afraid, like I was going to trip and fall and 
die at the bottom of the stairs and he was going to be alone in the crib and like who would feed him and then I was afraid like it, I was really afraid of that like for a while like months and the, when then it bubbled up to like what you you just described which is like it built up it built up and then it was so drastic like I was afraid to like eat or drink or do anything to myself that could harm myself like if I choked or like whatever like and died like what would happen to my kid and that's what happened and then eventually what ended up happening like he actually like we actually had to go to the ER for him because he had like had this really common like injury with for babies where like they can dislocate their elbow it's called like nursemaid's elbow um and I was home alone with him and this happened and I was it 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 was like all my fears like sort of it was like a variation of my fears had come true and um I got through it but and then that like that fear that fear went away because I got through something but um that's a really good example of that like cycle and then it goes to something else yeah it's crazy it sounds crazy but also it's like you know I think we can relate to like things our spouses do in recovery that sound crazy too all for like a mental health thing like it's it's crazy what you can do to yourself like you can convince yourself of or like where your brain can go right yeah just like how powerful your mind is and like yeah. you know the chemicals within your mind and just the way like it all works together um mm-hmm. there's so much yeah. like I feel like that we don't we don't even know about those things and like how the best way to treat anxiety and depression or yeah so it's just there's a lot unknown it's wild that wasn't even the most recent thing so the thing that happened I can talk about if you want um that happened in April yeah um yeah do that okay so like I said a lot of external factors um piling up like make me like I have a certain amount of threshold for stress that I'm just realizing I'm always, I've always been a person who gets very excited about things. will do everything. Like I want to do everything. Like I told you, my mind goes from like thing to thing and I get really deep in it and I really enjoy that. And then like, I just like learning and part of my anxiety, this is also kind of the good side of my anxiety is like it keeps me really curious and I feel like I'm learning a lot and like I am really open-minded and I feel like my anxiety like I have this general fear of failure or like performance I have this whole like section of performance anxiety where it's like I want to do really well at things and so I do focus in on things and then excel at them like that's something I've consistently done over my life but that's all fueled by my mental illness so it's an interesting kind of dichotomy I guess but um I got a new job last fall and I made a career change um because I was getting really bored at my last job like I'd been there there was no growth opportunity I was basically redoing the same work over and over and I was just like this is crazy but at the time around that time though we had started recovering too and I was keeping myself busy with that Um, but career-wise I was pretty stagnant and I mean I had a really cool job but it just was like what am I doing here (laughs) so I made a career change and 
got into a job that is very fast paced. It's like, it keeps me really engaged. Um, it's a lot though. It's a lot in like, um, I have, I'm a project manager by trade. So like I have um, a portfolio of 15 clients at a time where I'm like managing projects related to what they purchased from my company. And so I have 15 clients, all of them, like it's global. So I've, I have clients in U the UK, I have clients all over the place. <laughs> and so basically that means that the time zone that I'm working is all of the time. Um, so that changed for me. It was something that I just felt like my brain was on like for work all of the time because I am constantly like, it's eight o'clock in the States, like where we are, but my like, you know, so it's only five where some of my clients are. And so I can guarantee you there are emails on my phone for me from those clients. Um, so I just feel like it's all, it's nonstop, like the stimulus from work. Um, and I wasn't really like, I, I had been there about four months and I had been hired for a specific product and I was feeling, starting to feel kind of confident, you know, when you start a new job and you're like, what the hell am I doing? You're learning all of these things. And it's just kind of like surviving and learning, like drinking from a fire hose. Well, that had been going on for about four months. And then I also um, transitioned to learn an entirely new product in our company. So that basically cycle of like feeling like you're underwater just continued for like well it was like amplified it never stopped it was just like more there's more water here and you can't even keep up with what is currently happening so it was just a lot of um stress coming at me a lot of things um plus keeping up with like recovering too and um my life and my you know everything like my home I have a fucking ginormous house that I can't keep clean ever and like these things like keep me like I'm always thinking about them and so when that happens when like constantly I just can't finish anything it's like my brain never stops and it just gets to be too much so that's what was happening. I was basically just like really, really overwhelmed at work and um, feeling like I had no capacity. Like I was just getting numbed out and it kind of built to the point where in, in my like, while this is happening, this is so hard to explain. If I'm rambling, just cut me off and ask a question there. Don't know if this is helpful, but like, um, while this is happening in my brain, I feel like no one else, I can't, I don't want to explain it because I don't want to talk about it. Um, but what that does is like makes the problems bigger in my head. So I just feel like, um, like the problems just grow and I'm on, it's hard to like reach out and talk about them because I don't know what to say. And also talking about them is just like having in my mind at the time, it's like, having to deal with it more and that's not like that's the last thing I want to do I want to figure out some way to relax or like let it go and like I'll find like little bits of relief somehow but it's never like really gone um so I kind of get to this point where like I just kind of isolate myself because I can't handle like other stuff you know yeah and that's kind of what was happening and it got to a point where it was like I thought I was going 
crazy. I had to take a day off of work because I was literally like, I couldn't stop crying. I was just like, so overwhelmed. I was shaking and crying for an entire day. Um, and there was no real reason why other than like, this had just been happening over and over and over again. Um, so that was my peak. And then I started to come down and it took me a while. Like this, this hill was probably two months in the making. I was probably spent a week at the top and probably two or three months coming down to a baseline, but, um, it was really bad. It was like the worst one I'd had. Yeah. So you kind of, you maybe answer this. So like in the moment you are aware that you're like, are you aware that you're climbing the hill or that you're in it? Or like when you're in the moment, do you realize how bad it is or no, this, but you're, you're just recognizing this now, like after the fact, I think each time it happens, I learn a little bit more about myself and kind of the way I react, um, by being able to reflect, but this particular time in the moment, I knew that I was struggling, but I couldn't have told you how bad, you know, I, I think when I'm in that moment, I'm just surviving. You know, I, I really am. I, I, it takes everything I have to meet my responsibility at work. And then after that, it's like, whatever happens is bonus. Like, I don't really even, I know that I'm feeling that way, but I don't know how bad, um, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I think something else to know also is you had stopped seeing Sue for whatever reason, maybe you're just overwhelmed. Like you hadn't seen Sue, your counselor in quite Mm -hmm. some time. You also had stopped taking your medicine at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I think a, a benefit thing that you did because you do have health anxiety or if that brings you anxiety, you did have a health coach. So I think that did help you. Yeah, that's right. See, I can't remember these things. Yeah. Navigate. Um, but I think, um, you know, you know, there's some things going on and then, um, you know, we didn't talk for a little bit and then I called you or we, we talked and you said to the point, Shannon, to your point of, do you know what's going on? And so I was talking to you, Jessica, and I hadn't talked to you in a while. And you said, well, I haven't been eating. And I'm like, okay. Cause, cause we had been friends at the beginning, like where are you in your twenties or whatever. And then you said something about drinking water. I'm just not drinking enough water. And I was like, and that was your solution. I was like, Jessica, something's going on. This is way worse than I thought. And you're like, I'm just not drinking enough water. And I'm in my mind, and maybe this is where we can go with this as a friend supporting someone going through this in my mind, I'm thinking this bitch is crazy. Like water is not going to solve this problem. Like you're like, I'm only yeah. drinking eight ounces a day and I'm not eating. And I'm like, okay, but water is not going to solve you drinking water. But that, that was your solution. You're like, I'm telling you, like you were dead yeah. set telling me that you just, if you drank more water, you would feel better. Like I was to the point that I got concerned for you. I think I called Shannon and I think I was on the brink of calling Casey to be like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because you you did call and you're like, I just talked to Jessica and I think things are like way worse than we thought because leading up to this, like Jessica and I like don't talk as regularly as like the two of you do. So like I 
for a while, didn't even like realize like, you know, some weeks had gone by and hadn't really heard from her. But then when you started saying like, yeah, I've not really talked to Jessica and then things would pop up where um, like Jessica would say like, Hey, I'm not going to, I can't get on the call tonight or I can't do this. Like things started being like, okay, something is different. And then I got that call from you that night where you were like, I just talked to Jessica and I think things are like way worse than we yeah. realized. Like she's like not even drinking water. And you were like, I'm <laughs> really concerned, like to the point of, should I call Casey? And we were discussing like, when is the, like, as a friend, like, how do you determine, like, are you overstepping by like calling your friend's husband to say, I'm concerned? We're like, I think why you didn't, as you said, Jessica had told you, I'm going to do a couple of things. Like she was reaching out to somebody or had, there were a few things she said she was going to do. I can't remember. Maybe you do. And so you were like, I'm going to see if that happens. And if it doesn't, then I'm calling Casey. Yeah. I think you're going to make an appointment with a psychiatrist and then you didn't want to take, yeah. get back on your meds. And so I was like, why don't you just take some pot and see if you chill out? I think those are the, the two things. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting hearing you recount it. I, I remember that day and like, just to kind of give you insight into my train of thought, because it does sound weird, like, oh, waters. And, but like, I explained to you how, when I'm in a panic episode. It feels very physical. And so a lot of the things can feel like dehydration, for example, like you can have like, like when when I'm in that mindset, it's almost like similar to addiction. And it's like, addiction is the last thing that like, if you're using like, like solving your addiction sometimes is the last thing you're thinking about. Like it's the way your brain works. It's similar for me, I think in that it's like, okay, I know I'm anxious. I know I have anxiety, but in that moment, it's like, that's not the problem. You know, like that's what your, my brain says. It's like, yeah, that's an ongoing problem, but that's not what's happening to me right now. Like I'm dehydrated and I feel shaky and I feel lightheaded and my heart is racing because I haven't had any water and I feel nauseous because I haven't eaten. Um, it's easier to, to map the things to, things you can control like drink water than it is to admit like oh I'm totally spiraling and I have no idea how to stop it (laughs) and so that that's what I think um I grasped onto in that moment was like I can control drinking water that's the first step you know like the basic like life sustenance that I need I can maybe do that and there were had been a few days in a row where I hadn't been able to do that um so yeah that's kind of a like a reasoning behind that but I really like that you like made that analogy with addiction and I wonder if I think that's I wonder if that like helps you sometimes like empathize with people who are you know Mm. in addiction like that whole conflict because from the outside it's so clear to us when our loved ones are using, you're like, the problem is that you are addicted to these drugs. The solution, like you need to get off of them. Here's like, here is the path to do it. Like check into rehab, like go to a meeting, whatever it may be, but their brain is being like hijacked at the moment by the addiction. And so they're coming up with all these other things like, oh no, I just need to do some random thing. You're like, that is not going to help. Um, 
and that's like exactly how you just described it um for like your yeah experience. I, think, I think you're right I think I do relate a lot to especially with my husband because I think that we have similar struggles in different ways um so yeah maybe that is maybe why I have some compassion more more compassion like than maybe others would have or like tolerance for the path that we've been on but yeah I don't know I don't know and it's hard to know because I can't feel what his brain feels but I can sort of explain like the way it looks and the way what people I know what people say to me I know what I say to him and I feel like it it's this it's similar you know um yeah you said something else earlier that made me think of addiction or maybe it was Katie Katie when you mentioned like oh, you had stopped seeing Sue and you got off your medicine. Um, Mm -hmm. It made me think like similar to when we are talking about like our loved ones, once they've relapsed and you kind of look back and you see these things that happen that you maybe would consider red flags where all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I realized they stopped calling their sponsor or they weren't going to meeting. Like, I wonder how much that contributed to the relapse how do you feel like not seeing Sue getting off your medicine? Like how in the moment, do you realize that that may be contributing? And now in hindsight, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, it's great. Um, in the moment, no. I mean, in the moment, um, no, because in the moment, that's not the problem. In the moment, I'm hungry and I haven't, I'm dehydrated, you know, like literally, like it's the physical symptoms that I focus on in the moment. Um, in in hindsight, like I do start, there is a point like starting to come over the hump of the hill where I realize like, oh, this is panic. This is, um, this is me you know? And when I realized that it's when it's like, okay, how can I get help? Like, and to be really honest, this last one was like the worst one I've ever had. Um, to a point where I was kind of scared, (laughs) um, honestly. Um, and I was like, okay, I really need help. Like I'm out of my, I've never been this bad. I don't know how to really navigate this. It was the first time I was like, oh, I might need like immediate help. Thanks for tuning in today. We really enjoyed our conversation with Jessica, so we decided to split it into two different parts. Please tune in next time to hear how it ends. Thanks for spending time with us. We hope this story has helped you better navigate yours. Don't forget to subscribe so we can meet you here next time. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love by rating or reviewing. Need more support? Join our online community by visiting us at boyproblemspod.com. Whatever you do, keep coming back. We're not licensed professionals. We're here to share our lived experience. So take what resonates and leave what doesn't.